I want to welcome you to the Pro Mindset Podcast. The Pro Mindset Podcast is all about diving into the headspace that results in championship performance. High-performing athletes, winners, have this mental flow and have a positive headspace for their performances and success. Join me, Craig Doman, sports attorney and NFL agent, on this podcast. I will interview pro athletes, college athletes, football coaches, and sports personalities. Together, we can discover how you can get in the flow and have your own pro mindset. Today on Pro Mindset Podcast, we have a special format for the show as we have a podcast inside of a podcast. Earlier this fall, I was interviewed for the Ah Shift podcast hosted by Anthony Trucks, a former client. I hope you enjoyed the show today, and I hope that you follow and subscribe to Anthony's podcast, Ah Shift, after you listen today. Enjoy. You're listening to the Ah Shift podcast, and I'm your host, Anthony Trucks. I'm an international speaker, best-selling author, and identity shift coach. A shift is a shift in your identity, which is a combination of your beliefs, thoughts, and actions. When you make the shift, you'll close your identity gap and finally tap into your full potential. Instead of stressing and struggling about life's shifts, you can take control of them and make shift happen for you instead of to you. Learn from top thought leaders, business owners, and powerful humans who've made successful shifts happen in their lives. If you're ready to end your overwhelm and uncertainty and finally make shift happen, then you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Aw Shift Podcast, where we we talk to incredible people who are successful, who are able to make shift happen in their lives and their businesses. And uh, and as you know, this, this podcast is for you. We are here solely to provide you with insight from my life, the, the guest's life, and just kind of give you some things you could take away and then put into your life now. That's the biggest thing. And this individual is someone that I've known for years, like literally my entire professional career. I can actually say that I've known this man. And what's cool about him is he's, I'm excited to have him like, just talk about him and his life and what he does. He's someone that I look up to not only uh, professionally in terms of what he's accomplished in a professional career, the people he works with that he gets to call clients who um, are multimillionaires, and you'll find out how and why that is. But I love the way that he has been able to uh, be, be a husband, to be a father, to be a coach. Like, it's a person I admire a great deal, and I don't know if I've ever told him uh, true the depth of what it is, but I, I genuinely admire and love our conversations with him as a human being. So just so you guys know how we kind of get introduced, is back when I got out of college, I had to go in the NFL. I say I had to because there's times I liked it, times I didn't. But I was blessed to have the opportunity, and I was blessed to have this individual and his company be those who represented me. So I got to meet him back in 2006 for the first time. And and really, just he's been a huge asset to my my life, which is human as a man, like I've said many times. But I, I can't wait for him to just pour out his insights, because here's the cool part. He has got a brain that is full of just different perspectives and ways of seeing the world that I don't think I've actually had any other people I've talked to see it. And when you get to hearing him flow, it's going to be great. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys all to Craig Doman. Craig, how you doing, man? Thank you very much, Anthony. I appreciate it. I'm going to have a fun time today being on your show. Yeah, man, I know. I'm, I'm going to have fun just listening to you talk because we've obviously had many conversations. And so I guess every year that I go out to Colorado, this guy puts on the camp that I go to. It's called Pro Football Camp, which is his brainchild. And he's an agent. He actually is, you know, one of my agents from way back when I played. And what's great is there's a lot of horror stories in that world of agents, but he's one of the guys that's been around uh, as an individual even after I got done playing. So tell him kind of what you 
what do you do professionally? Like what's your professional bio, we'll call it. Well, Anthony, you know, we connect every year because we have a get together at our pro football camp in Colorado. And that's something that we've been doing for 14 years. And that's a not-for-profit organization that we have to give back to the Colorado Springs community and really kind of like put some juice into the grassroots of, of football and youth football because of the declining, I mean, in California and everywhere across the country, we have a pretty sharp decline in the participation numbers at all levels of football. And so what we do is, and you're a big part of it, is we have our football junkie weekend or week where we, you know, we do praise with the pros, meet the pros. We go to a foster care uh, program. And we have a camp that's really about the kids having fun and, and seeing that there's a lot of joy and, and fun in playing football. So yeah. that's one thing that I do, but that's only, that's kind of like a hobby. Yeah. And I got to give credit to my wife, Teddy, who does probably more of the uh, management of that process than I do. But I've been in the sports agency business since 1990. And that dates me quite a bit. But uh, I've had over 100 players drafted in the NFL draft. And, you know, as you journey through a career, you change your perspective on what it's really about. So I would suspect that if you could, you know, read the brains of young people that are entering into this profession, you know, at 28, 30, right out of law school, their goals are go to Disney with their client when he's MVP of the Super Bowl. You know, make lots of money, hang with the stars, go to clubs, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite have that kind of goal, but it was more shallow than it is today. Mm-hmm. Because today, my goal is to help young men maximize this opportunity that's going to pass. It's, it's just a space and time that they're going to pass through. And once it's over, what do they have? What relationships do they have? What opportunities do they have? How much money do they have in the bank? And how did they take care of their body and their brand? And so when you understand what a career uh, landing, you know, it's like a, a plane going on a flight, there's a takeoff, there's, you're on cruise control, and then you have a landing. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, when we fly, we want to have a smooth landing. And every now and then when you're on a flight, you know, every, you know it's kind of rough, it's kind of windy, and the, the pilot, you can feel it. You can feel him struggling or her struggling to, like, keep control to make it as smooth, you know, make the landing as smooth as possible. And everybody starts clapping. It's just a spontaneous reaction by all the passengers. Have you ever been on a flight like that? Oh, I have, man. I'm too many. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely. Okay. So, so if you look at an NFL player, they can have a crash landing or they can have a smooth landing. And I know what a smooth landing looks like. So when you know what it looks like from the end, it helps you do a lot better job helping these young men take advantage of these opportunities on the front end. And to some degree, it's really about directing the flight path for their career because they think it's about one thing when it it is, but it's also about something different. And so those little adjustments can make huge impacts on their families or generational wealth, on their happiness, on their success, on their ability to overcome adversity. So how does that apply to like an everyday, you know, Joe? Like what are the lessons that can, you know, say I'm just a guy who just watches guys on TV and I got a regular, you know, nine to five job. How could this help me just learning like what you've learned? I think it's huge because let's go through a couple scenarios. One is that you don't get promoted when you thought you should have. Mm-hmm. You got, prom- somebody got promoted over you. 
the job that you thought you had, you didn't have. You were buddies with the your supervisor or your the CEO of the company. You played golf with them. You were on the softball team with them, whatever it might be. And you thought you had that job mm-hmm. and you get passed over. How do you respond? Do you quit? Do you go talk about it? Do you work harder? Do you put your nose to the grindstone? That's what the NFL is about. It's not fair. It's, it's never been about fair. Yeah, I know that. Right? I mean, there's a few guys that are blessed with so much athletic ability that they don't have to be great people and they can still be great performers. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the players in the NFL that are really good players are also great people. Yeah. Because they have to be. And so they're facing adversity. They're facing unfairness. And so I think in the real world, um, people face unfairness. I think people face competition. Some, they just don't roll out the red carpet for you in corporate America and say, hey, man, you know, you stay here seven years. You're going to be in the corner office, you know, making the big bucks. Mm-hmm. There's other people that want that same office. And there's only room perhaps for one or two, and there's 10 people wanting that job. So the ability to compete in the face of doubt is something that NFL players have to do all the time. And people in the real world, small business owners have to do that all the time. They have to compete when they don't know if it's really going to work out. Yeah. How do they do that? How do you actually compete in the face of doubt and not knowing if it's going to succeed? Great question. I think it's probably different for different people, but I think you have to have a belief that God's got a plan for you and that he's got a purpose for you. And that for some reason, if it's not where you're at, sometimes doors close that you don't like, you get the door slammed in your face Mm -hmm. and you have to start over somewhere else. And so in the NFL, it happens all the time. There's, there's hardly any players that play in the NFL for 10 or more years that stay with the same team. You know, Peyton Manning was on a couple teams. Joe Montana was on a couple teams. Brett Favre was on four teams. And all these guys are, you know, either in the Hall of Fame or on their way. Yeah. So in the real world, I think as far as competing, to me, competing is doing your job to the best of your ability, not in comparison to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So the comparison, if you're going to compare as an individual or performer, in corporate America and small business, you got to compare your performance to what you're capable of, not what the competition's doing, mm, gotcha. not what your coworkers are doing, because you actually have an opportunity perhaps to, to perform at a higher level. If you're, if it's me, it's, it's the Ray Lewis, you know, it's me versus me, mm-hmm. it's not me versus you. And so if you have an attitude of me versus me and it's not good enough. You can hang your head high and you can move on down the road because you can't do more than your best. Mm. Where when you compare, a lot of times I had this conversation yesterday with my son that's playing quarterback in college and he's behind a young man that he thinks this is his exact words. I want it more than him. I've worked harder than him. Mm. I love the game more than him. And I said, how do you know that? Because when you're not with him, what, what is he doing to perhaps build more equity with the coaches, yeah. more trust with the coaches? You don't know. So when you start comparing, that's a losing game every time. Understandably. So then, I mean, this, I mean, obviously I can hear the passion in your voice, and I love that about you. 
what inspires you to do all this? I mean, you're, you're a guy that's, you know, I mean, first, how'd you get to this right push point? Like what drove you to this point in your career? And then two, like what inspires you to be so passionate about this area? I think we are passionate about things that we have failed the most in. And when you, you know, like for example, a business person that could, let's say he's 40 or let's say, I'm just going to use a man, but it could be a man or woman. He's 40. If he would have known what he knew at 40 at 30, he would have been uber successful. Yeah. So the thing is, you want to pass that knowledge on. So if you're a businessman and you're 40 and you see a guy that's was like you 10 years ago, you, you get an opportunity to make an impact on that person's life by just sharing a few tips and a few points of wisdom that can help them be, this, be more successful than you are because you didn't know. Yeah. And so I think in athletics, I was very successful. And then when I got to college, I hit the wall. My athleticism wasn't what it needed to be. And I was in power five, but not everybody in power five plays. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys go to power five and they never play. They get hurt, they flunk out, or they're just not good enough. Well, I was one of those guys that physically wasn't good enough. And so that started my passion. And then, you know, I have two boys that play uh, D1 football. And it's like, I passed on to them. I didn't, I didn't push it on them. I, get, I afforded them the opportunity and said, hey, these, you know, if you want to do this, this is how you do it. You know, this is the kind of coaching you need. This is the kind of work ethic you need. This is the mindset you need. So with clients, I've had numerous clients that have retired that have made, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Haven't had that guy that's made 300 million. Okay. So that tells you I'm not representing basketball players, <laughs> but anybody can do it. And I've seen it. So when you see guys that come in the league as fifth rounders, that when you're talking to scouts during the pre-draft evaluation process and you're asking them, Hey, what are you thinking? Oh, he's just a guy. He'll probably go in the you know, third day of the draft. And he believes in himself more than the scouts do. He believes in himself more than his coaches do. He's more passionate than they know he really is. And then his lifestyle is consistent with that. Mm -hmm. And he plays 12 years and makes almost 35 million. That's all you need to see to want to pass it on to other people to say, hey, you can do this too. That makes sense. That's probably a great thing. So, I mean, what's one of the, I mean, can you put like a, a name to that? Like, is there someone you can say like this story that you've experienced that we can all be like, man, I didn't know that guy. Or like a, what's that your greatest success story? You know, I have numerous greatest success stories, but the ones that are my favorites are the guys that they weren't four stars coming out of high school. They didn't have an opportunity to go to Alabama and Oregon and all these places. And they come into the NFL, you know, Nick Hardwick didn't play. He's a, a all pro offensive lineman that played for the San Diego chargers. Now he's the color man for the San Diego chargers. Hmm. And Nick did not play high school football except for his freshman year. Wow. And he goes to college to have fun and he's weighing like 200 pounds and he's going into, he's, I think he's in his sophomore year and he goes to Pasadena to watch Drew Brees play in the Rose bowl Mm. with, and they drove like four dudes drove across from West Lafayette, Indiana to Pasadena, California. And he's in that game. He's in the stands and he tells his friends he's going out for the team. 
So he goes out for the team in the spring. And he gets up to 220, and they have him be a, a dummy scout team linebacker. Mm-hmm. Shows up in August, and they move him to offensive guard, and he wins the starting spot. Wow. And he's not very good. Not very good. Mm-hmm. Because he never played. Yeah. He never played online. But at the end of the season, they moved him to center. And the next year, he was all Big Ten, went to the Senior Bowl, and was a third pick of the third round with the Chargers. <laughs> and so I'm talking to, talking to him like, and he got a new deal after two years. Now they have a pro- prohibition from redoing a deal, rookie deal, to after three years. Mm-hmm. Back then, they didn't have that. So we redid his deal after two. And then in his third season, he made the Pro Bowl. Wow. I'll never forget talking to him. This was when Philip Rivers was, I believe, a second-year player at the Chargers. Drew Brees had just left to go to Miami. Mm -hmm. And I said, how's it going? And he said, straight face, I got the offense in my palm. And I said, you got the offense in your palm? He goes, yeah, I do. I said, how's that? What about Phil Rivers? Oh, Phil Rivers, he does what I tell him to do. I own the huddle. And I laughed just like you. But he was a day one, game one starter. Yeah. And he really did set the tempo for that offense. Mm-hmm. And he achieved beyond anybody's wildest dreams because he believed and he was passionate. Yeah. And he worked on the right things. And so I have a number of guys like that that I would consider favorite type of clients because they believed in themselves more than I believed in them. And they certainly believed in themselves more than the teams believed in them. And it became a self-fulfilling prophecy for their career. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, and I just caught myself because I laughed, like, because I laughed and we laughed. It's kind of crazy. But if you think about the most successful, they're, they're a little crazy. Like they're a little bit, like when you look at them in terms of comparison, those guys and girls, they think differently. Like that's a humongous piece. That's different. I think from people who are achieving and those, like we used to like sticker at it. Like at, at first, my first thought was it's crazy. But then we went into, I'm like, if I had that guy on my team and he was like that, it'd be an, it'd be infectious to me. Like I'd have that just rubbing off on me. Like he's just, what's he got? All right, I'm gonna go with this. And then like that probably oozes out to the rest of the team. No question about it. And I think everybody in the audience knows either themselves or someone they they worked with or somebody they played with in some competitive sport that mm-hmm. thought they were better than everybody else thought they were. Yeah. And because your lifestyle is where you grow, your lifestyle is where you develop. So you got your belief, you got your passion about what you do, and then you got your lifestyle. And your lifestyle is your habits, your rituals, your schedule, your training, your rehab, your studying the film, studying the playbook, saying no to all these things, all these distractions, saying off, nothing wrong with video games, nothing wrong with girls, nothing wrong with any of those things, but keeping those things in perspective and not chasing squirrels, as they say, but keeping your focus on what your goal is. And the guys that can have the lifestyle, competitors that have that that discipline, Mm -hmm. they will develop to the limits of their mind with the obvious, you know, influence of their athleticism, God-given athleticism. But let's just say, you know, their offensive lineman. You don't have to be a freak. Yeah. You just have to be smart and tough and consistent mm-hmm. and strong and reliable. And so that's something you can control as an athlete. Yeah. Now, Same. now when you're talking about 
Olympic 100-meter sprinters, you know, the Lord had to give you a big dose of, of speed. It doesn't matter how much you believe and how passionate you are and how hard you work. Mm-hmm. But football is a different animal. Yeah. If you're a big kid and you got some hands, they might make you a tight end. If you're short and quick and, and, and fast, you might be a running back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a little heavy, you got, there's a spot for everybody. If you can kick the ball, kick it. catch the ball. Snap it. Exactly. So I think the, the art of coaching youth football is putting the young men in positions where they can be successful. And then during those years when their bodies change, the coaches have to be cognizant of what is he now, what, not what he was. So just because you played a certain position when you were in the fifth grade doesn't mean that's what you're going to play when you're late, you know, in high school or college. Yeah. I like that. That's true, man. I was a, like a wide receiver and there's been a linebacker in the NFL. I wasn't actually anyway a, a married type thing. So I, 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 you have a wealth of knowledge, and this is what I, I'm trying. I'm loving how you're flowing with this, man, because I think you're giving great value to people who are listening. Where do you see, you know, say that the football and then you were to take your brain and try to help, you know, people in the world from what you've learned, right? What would, let's say the, you know, top three to five lessons you'd like, you know, like peel back and say, hey, these are the things that having been in this industry, watch these guys at a top level in the world, help these guys. Like, what can you impart upon the rest of the world from your experiences? I would say number one is belief, and I won't belabor that point, but if you have to believe, you have to have uber belief in where you can go, because if you can't see yourself there, you're not going to go, okay? Number two is you can't be afraid to be different. Not everybody goes to the NFL. You know, it's 1% of 1% of high school kids, right? So it's, it's a small fraction. So you have to be different, and different is typically not better among teenagers yeah difference bad everybody wants to fit in it's the fomo fear of missing out you can't miss a party right so you you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and you're uncomfortable when you're different yeah and then i think i think the other thing is every generation says the next generation is isn't as good a worker they're not as hard workers as we were but regardless of what generation you're in, if you want to play at the highest level, hard work's got to be in your back pocket. That's got to be like almost the first thing people say about you because very few people are born with the gift of just, you know, going from the womb to the league. Yeah. There's some, yeah. there's some development that happens. Sometimes it's more emotional development. Most of the time, it's physical development. But regardless of which one it is, because some of the guys that are blessed the most with mm-hmm. physical ability have a deficiency in their emotional or intellect related to the game. Yeah. So I think the other thing that they, you have to do to be successful is understand that you're never a finished product. You have to understand you're going to have to work hard, put in the time, put in the effort, put in the work to develop. And develop's not a bad word. No. Okay. They put guys in the NFL in the developmental squad, practice squad. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just means that, hey, your time's not right. It, it's getting close. So I think as a, a person listening in the audience, if you're not where you want to be, you can choose to do something else. You can choose to quit. Or you can choose to go on a path of development, work your butt off, 
and see if you can succeed even more than anybody else thought you would. Mm-hmm. And then I think the last thing, and a lot of people talk about this, is where there's belief and faith, there's no fear. But there's always fear. Regardless of what your goal is, what your dream is, you have to find a way to overcome fear. Mm-hmm. Because it paralyzes you. It's that doubting Thomas voice in your own head. There's so many young men that would rather quit than get beat. And the way you develop is you get beat. And you get beat again, but maybe you don't lose as much by as much. And eventually, you're winning, and then you go to a regional, and you get beat again. Then you beat that. And then you go to the state championship, or you go whatever next level it might be, and you're going to get beat again. You're going to go to the pros. You're going to get beat again. Mm -hmm. So it's that element of fear that causes competitiveness to, to almost be self-sabotaged by the person or yeah. by the athlete. And so if you can just have that moxie to go, I don't care if I win or lose, I'm giving it everything I got. And if it's not good enough, I'm going to figure out what I got to do better. And I'm going to get better. I don't care if you're in a law firm, working at an insurance company, it doesn't matter. You have to have that spirit of competition, which means that you're not scared of failing, which means that you have faith. And if you, the bigger your faith is, the less fear you have. They, 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 they can't coexist. It's like light and dark. Yeah. Lightness and darkness, you, they can't be in the same room. <laughs> True. And faith and fear are the same way. I like that. And I've, I've just been taking notes on everything you said, like playing, uh, playing I guess, to the perspective of like, I, and I, I love that you're on because there's certain ways that some people will sum up the football realm, right? I had to get on so many podcasts and share like my perspectives to try to make it make sense for football. And I love how you're sharing this stuff, right? It, these lessons, although they're talking about a physical game that not everybody can say they played or can experience so many amazing life lessons. I love the concept of the metaphor, of the airplane, because a lot of people crash landed and some haven't got off the, the tarmac. They crashed and they stayed there. Right. And so I think having the comprehension of like one, you don't have to stay on the ground. Like you can, you could actually fix everything and, and focus on a smooth landing is huge. I like that you said that doing your best without comparison. Like, so to compare what you're capable of to other people, what they're capable of, it's way different because we're always comparing what they have, not what people are capable of. And I think if you step back and you compare like, Oh, I don't have that car. I have that thing. Great. But what are you capable of doing better than that person? to achieve your tier, to get this thing you may want. It could be a relationship, a car, who knows what this thing is, right? And then put yourself in positions to be successful as you grow into what you are and to move you into a new position, right? So I think that you talked about like, you know, you're in a certain place where like you're in a position and you don't fit in that position. And then a lot of people get stuck in positions and they just stay there. But it's like right now, like when we were in high school and we we're kids, like, yeah, you, you get put somewhere because you're the short chubby kid. But then when you get older, like you elongate out and now you're the wide receiver, right? That's just but you have to allow yourself to, to be in the position you're supposed to be now. And as you grow, you'll find the position for you later on. And then to recap your five points to succeed, which I really like is uber belief in where you are. And if you can't see yourself there, you will never get there. I wish I could unplug that and put that into so many people's heads because people think too small. And then when you shoot for the ground, you hit the ground. <laughs> like, so if you, if you have a bigger perspective of where you can go, even if it feels uncomfortable, damn what you got to set up there, you'll never get there. And then being different is usually seen as bad but in reality like yeah it's, it's i like you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable but being different is uncomfortable 
And I think if you look at all successful people, they're successful because they stand out from the crowd. They are massively different from the other person. And then hard work has to be in your back pocket. I've never heard that, man. I like that. Because <laughs> that is the one that I can, I can plug it in my son's head right now. We're trying to get this kid just to go to the gym and work out. But he wants to be great, you know. But there's a differentiation between a lot of people feeling sad about what they don't have in life, what they haven't accomplished, when they haven't put the work in to earn in the first place. And then understand we're never a finished product, which I think if people get that locked in their head, they'll always be working to get better. It's always level to go to. And there's always going to be fear. You must find a way to overcome, period. And I love that you said the way to develop is that you get beat. People are so afraid of losing and failure. And to get beat means, you know, I failed. But I feel like whenever I was growing up and going through the ranks, same thing. I used to get murdered by those kids out there in high school. But I, I figured out how to keep lining up and I get better and better and better. And then after a while, you're the one knocking people down. So, man, these are uh, nuggets of gold. I appreciate this, man. This is, uh, this is solid stuff. So, we're, we're, you, know, you have a podcast. I'd love for you to share the podcast you have that I was on because you have these kind of conversations going on consistently. So, what's the name of the podcast and where can people listen to it? Yeah, everywhere you can listen to a podcast, we are, but it's Pro Mindset Podcast. Mm-hmm. I interview guys like you, GMs, former GMs, coaches, former players, current players, uh, a few weeks ago, I had on a couple wives of NFL players talking about the wags, the wives and girlfriends, and what they deal with, which was kind of fun. <laughs> but uh, that, that's my passion in terms of just kind of like passing on to people that want to listen. Hey, you know what? You can be great too. And if you look at you know Michael Jordan or, or Tom Brady, they didn't start out on top. Mm-hmm. but they ended up on top. Yeah. And you got to just, you know, what I love doing is diving into how did that happen from point A to point B, what happened during that time? And Tom Brady couldn't even be a starter at Michigan by himself, his senior year in college, he shared time yeah. yet. He's the undisputed goat of quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I, when you were telling your story and earlier, I thought you were referencing him. I got the whole pizza story at the uh, at the stadium. I heard about that story. Exactly. And so yeah. I, I just feel like that the thing that's really cool about sports and real world is football mirrors life. Football teaches you a lot of lessons about life. Mm-hmm. And life, life as a football player and life in the real world in a lot of, in a lot of ways are the same. Yeah. And it's no different than you get the ball as an offense on the three, on your own three yard line. And you got to go 97 yards to score. There's somebody listening to this podcast right now. That's on their own half inch line yeah. with their back against the goal line going, how in the heck am I ever going to go 99 plus yards to score? Yeah. But they can't. Okay. I agree. They can't. I mean, because it's like you get all these different possessions in a game, in the game of football, well, in life, we get all these different opportunities. And some of them we got to punt and go to the sidelines and regroup. Do it again. And come back and do it again. Yeah. And I think the beauty of like, it's life is a lot of people see it as it's, it's the end, right? But there's a lot of, I think we always have that time on the clock. The games are over till the game's over, right? And the entire time you're always playing to the very last few minutes and you may be behind, but that's what comebacks are about. And 
if you are listening right now and you're like, man, it's, you know, this is great information, like apply this to your life. Don't just listen to this as some as inspirational and it sounds good. Like realize that this is the reality that that is there for your life. And maybe you've achieved some good things. You've done some you know things that are cool, but but really test yourself. Like, have you achieved your grade? Is there something left in you? Do you have more yards of travel? Is there a better touchdown? Like instead of a field goal, do you want to score? Like, what does that look like for you? And if you are questioning that, if there's something more than a promise or something that is more, there's something you should go after. So Craig, man, thank you so much for coming on. I always have one final question that I leave people with that, that I'd love to hear your perspective on and however you want to go with, you go with it. But here's a question. What promise did God make the world when he created you? You know, Anthony, I've heard you ask that to other guests. That is one of the most interesting questions. And as you can tell, I'm buying time to figure out what it is. <laughs> I think what I do when I work with my clients and what I do when I manage and parent my children that are 24, 22, and 20 is I'm authentic. Mm-hmm. And I'm real. And, you know, I, show, I, I share with my, my clients failures that they're going to face so that they can be prepared. And I share my failures with my, my kids, especially my boys, to let them know that, hey, I'm human too, and that you are going to make mistakes, and that you can recover from those mistakes. And so I think it's just about being authentic. I like it. And I can attest to that, man, because we've had some very transparent, thorough conversations. Just I love it when you can kind of go in a flow, because you, you got a great deal of wealth of information as a human, which I think is great, because I had... I've met many other agents and not other agents are as down to earth and just have a, a good, well-rounded sense of self, man. So thank you very much. Um, those who are listening still, I'd always want to say thank you so much for tuning in because you could do literally anything with your life. And, and I, I say this every time because I mean it. I, I thank you for being here and sharing part of your life and allowing us to give you something from this time spent with us. If you enjoyed the podcast or something that you said is like, hey, this is powerful stuff and it could help somebody, share it with that person. <laughs> like more... The more people that hear this message, the more people that can find ways to make shift happen in their life, that's what's going to help the rest of the world be better. So if you want to live in a world, be a person that helps create that uh, by help sharing this podcast one way and then showing up amazingly. And then the things that you've learned today and heard, apply them to your life. I mean, I understand you are different of different things going on, but I guarantee there's something that Craig said that can help your life be so much better. So apply that knowledge. Don't just be a person that listens and goes back to the same old thing because you'll get the same old thing. So. Thank you again, Craig. If people want to find you on social, where's the best place to find you? You know, 360 Sports or at Craig Doman on uh, Instagram. Cool. And Pro Mindset Podcast is another one. So I've got like multiple identities. <laughs> I know that works, man. So those are going to be in the show notes. So whether you found this on uh, some site somewhere, or you saw it, you know, just uh, simply on, on iTunes, make sure you guys go look at the show notes at oddshiftpodcast.com or oddshift.com. Uh, Outside of that, thank you. Take care. God bless. Until next time, Anthony, signing off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show or found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do is subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you're ready to find out the exact steps to reach your full potential so you can make shift happen in your life, then make sure to book a free strategy call with the Trucks Team right now at www.trucksteam.com. To all my shift starters out there, get shift started today and every day because the last person you want to meet in your deathbed is the person you could have been. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pro Mindset. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
five stars, of course. You can follow us on our website, promindsetpodcast.com, or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pro Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you the next time.